Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for me to walk away from it. But I also realized that I had enough resiliency within myself to know that this is not how my life is going to end. This is just a season. Like life, your life has a season and be okay with the season that you're in. Okay. So understanding that you're going to have times where you're going to have to step back. You're going to have to do your thing. You're going to have times where you're going to have to do your thing as a mom, do your thing as a wife, and then hop back into it. Thanks all for tuning into Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life forward to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Catchers Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the distinct pleasure of having Cicely with me today. Cicely, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Man, it's so good to be here. I'm so happy to be alive on this beautiful Monday. It's the Monday before the powwow. This episode is going to come out on the Sunday when we're leaving. So I'm super excited to get you recorded and to share your story. So Cicely comes to the podcast after being referred by Richard Berryman. If you guys haven't checked his episode out, he did The Power of Intentionality a few, probably two months ago. And I put a ask out on LinkedIn. I said, who has an amazing story? Who's an ordinary person doing extraordinary things? And Cicely got tagged. And so here we sit today to talk about her story. So Cicely, I don't know how we didn't cross paths at the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, but uh, tell me what's been going on, man. You left A&T. Well, back up. Tell me like about your background and how we got to the place where we are. Kind of bring me up the speed. Give me the download. So, so where did I start? Um, coming from A&T, I did, I did graduate in mechanical engineering. After A&T, I went to Iowa. I went to Iowa City where I worked for Procter & Gamble. At Procter & Gamble, yes, I was one of very few African-American people, but most importantly, African-American women. Um, but I had a wonderful time being out there. Um, I learned a lot. 
Um, it's actually what I consider one of my sacred places. But anyway, was in Iowa for a few years. And after Iowa, went to Greensboro. I got married. I got pregnant with my first son. And I was like, you know, I need to be closer to family because as you'll hear later on, family is very important to me. So I went to Greensboro, stayed in Greensboro for quite a few years and then moved my family back to Chester and closer to my family. Um, but throughout all of that, um, I've learned a lot of different things along the way. I went from being a business owner um, to having a business on the side to being a stay-at-home mom to supporting an entrepreneur, um, single income home to now. Um, I just recently launched my own consulting firm. Um, I think that's where Bearman uh, was like, you know what, this story may be a little bit interesting, but just recently, I would say having enough guts to step out of there and actually do that. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's a lot of transition and a lot of moves. What gave you the courage to move out to Iowa? Well, to move to Iowa, at the time, my mindset was, I want to be, heck, I wanted to own Procter & Gamble, right? You know, coming out of college, you're all excited. You know, at the time, I didn't see a lot of faces that look like me. And I've always wanted to be the person to challenge the status quo, right? Um, so if I don't see anyone there with the same mindset or the same ideas as myself, I always been, wanted to be that person to be the first to be there, you know? So I went out to Iowa because as a entry-level engineer, they say, hey, if you want to be promoted, you need to go to Iowa because that's where you're going to learn the most. It's one of Procter & Gamble's like fastest growing plants, beauty care plants. So at that moment in time in my career, I wanted to see the challenges. I wanted to be able to work the 18, 20-hour days. Of course, I wasn't married at the time. I was single. I wanted to get all that experience. Yes, all of that experience while I could. So I made that jump to Iowa and Eventually, it ended up turning out to be something that I did not expect and end up being a place where I can actually go and retreat in my sacred place. I'm serious. Wow. <laughs> that face. <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, I've never been to Iowa, but all I think is cornfields, so it's just interesting. And are you from Chester? Is That's that about right. But no, I'm from Richmond. I'm from okay. Richmond, Virginia. City girl. Very different. Okay. Yeah. And so this even deepens this confusion even more, right? Because Denez Green, Deron Chandler, Don Hicks, like I knew all of those folks and they're all from Richmond. And so it's just like, I don't understand how I don't know Sicily, um, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. we'll figure it out. So, all right, you go to Iowa, you, you're fast-tracking at Procter & Gamble, and then you come back to Greensboro and do more at Procter Gamble? I do. Um, was that a promotion? It was a promotion. So okay. I, it was a promotion, but it was also like a plan move. Um, my, my path was plan manager within Procter and Gamble. Um, so you have to step outside of your operations role to get a little bit of your supply chain and additional cross-functional business um, experience before you can step into a plan manager position. So this was like a, personal play and as well as a career long-term play. So moved to Greensboro because like I said, I wanted to be closer to my family. I was newly married, um, pregnant with my first son and wanted to get closer to home. So with this transition, I went into a material supply management um, position 
where I managed all of the suppliers, incoming suppliers, um, along with a team of folks with Procter & Gamble. Curveball, when I got there, I go on maternity leave shortly after they asked us to move to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, decided, nope, I'm not gonna do that because I just moved to Greensboro to be closer to my family. So I had to make a really difficult choice because I know that I knew the job in Cincinnati would actually put me in a be much better place career-wise, but I knew I needed to be closer to home for my family. So we stayed in Greensboro. Then another twist of events happened. Teva Pharmaceuticals comes in and purchases my plant and all of its assets, including its people. Um, so now I'm no longer working with Procter & Gamble, the business of my choice. And now I have to work for Teva Pharmaceuticals and they chose me. So, but along with that, I get promoted again. So all of this is happening like fast. And now I am the strategic site supply chain manager from end-to-end -end supply chain for Prilosec, NyQuil, DayQuil, and Pepto. Um, so all of this is happening within, what, a two to three year time frame. So I, that is exactly where I learned a lot of my supply chain work. Um, and that's including distribution. So all of the people in between, all of the logistics in between, all of the suppliers, all of the customers, that was all me and my team. Um, so that's where I got a lot of that experience. Wow. Okay. And so, yeah, I hear you good. So now you go to, so how do you move back up north? Move back up north. So I think this was like a turning point in my life. Um, I always tell people that I talk to and coach that it's okay for priorities to change in life. I had to live through that. Um, here I am, very type A personality. I like to plan out everything. And when it doesn't go according to plan, well, this is the old me. When it didn't go according to plan, it's like very frustrating. I can't believe this happened and then go to plan B, okay? But what I come to realize at that moment in my life that I needed to really make some adjustments and I needed to really look at what was going on in my life and make some shifts. At the time, I would say in 2013, I was working 70, 75 hours, okay? I'd, wow. I'd also gone back to school, yeah. Wow. I'm a new mom. Um, I'm actually pregnant with my second child at this, at this time and I'm newly married, okay? Um, so I would say for me at that moment in time, it was a lot. So very career oriented, you know, I just told you, hey, I'm going to the top. I'm, I wanna take over everything. Um, but I had to really step back because there were challenges within my marriage. It was challenges with, within myself because I didn't feel like I was bringing the most to my family and my children. So I went through some challenges. I did. I went through some moments of ups and downs with my emotions. And I had to really step back and say, what is it that I need for myself and my family right at this moment? Okay. And so at that moment in time, in 2013, I said right now, and this was at the time too, where my husband's business was really taken off because my husband is in, he, he has a life insurance agency. We both do. But I had to make I had to make some adjustments. I couldn't no I couldn't work the 75 hours anymore because now because 
his business, which is something that we've always wanted to give to our children, um, which was the number one priority for us, is taken off and I couldn't be a hindrance to that, okay? So I had to step back and say, what's most important? And I realized at that moment in time, I needed to adjust my priorities. Didn't necessarily mean that I will never be at this point in my life again. It was just at that moment in time, I needed to make an adjustment. And that adjustment was, you know what? I need to go to school. I need to um, take better care of myself, mentally, physically, emotionally, and I needed to take care of home. So in 2013, in September of 2013, I stepped away from Tava Pharmaceuticals. Um, it was, now granted, there were a lot of cultural changes that also pushed me to say, you know what, I think I should do something different. Love the work, love the team, but culturally, I did not believe that um, I wanted to continue to work at Tava as well. So 2013, I decided I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom. I go from type A, I'm gonna take over the world, to you know what, I'm gonna have this really low-paced life, I'm gonna take care of my kids, and don't get me wrong, love my babies, love my kids, but when you take someone from that to it's much slow, it, yeah, it's a, it's a job, <laughs> it's, a, it's even more, um, kind of like this, going to work is much easier than staying home. Going to work every day is much easier than staying at home. Believe that. But I did that for about three years. Um, but during that time, I recognized a lot about myself. And you can stop me at any point. No, I'm loving it. Keep going, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I realized a lot about myself. During that time, that was when I started my travel business from home. That was when I started working with... Um, as a consultant for doTERRA um it's a multi-level marketing company but i actually end up developing a team i end up starting making money with that same thing with travel developed a team started making money with that but what it taught me was that this path that i thought i had for myself honestly god had something different for me he had something different for me and during that time he showed me that you know what even though you thought that you can do this, you can have everything. And also during that time, I met some wonderful women Eve, that are in my life now that at the time they had it all and they had it all in a way that fit for them. Not necessarily what somebody had told them that their life should look like, but what was important to them, they were able to obtain. So I have a friend of mine that's a wonderful, wonderful, she's a business owner who's been able to, um, she's a mentor of mine as well. She's been able to homeschool her kids along with have a, having a growing hair care line, hair salon. She just released her first book like two or three weeks ago. Like she has it all and she does it on her time and with God's help. So during that time, I started to learn what that meant for, for me as a woman, especially that, I can have it all, but I need to make sure that I'm able to dig deep to find that and be okay with that. All right. So now I'm going I'm to dive in and see if I can make some things that uh, a lot of people tend to shy away from real. 
Um, so you were talking about being type A, you're talking about 75 hours a week, you're talking about being in school, you're talking about babies, but you paused on all of that for your marriage. So what about your husband or mentors or whatever, what happened that kind of shook you and said, Cicely, this, you got to stop. You, you got to do something different if you want this to work. Because I think a lot of people just keep going and they say, you know, if you can't get on board with this, then, you know, I'll figure it out on my own. So, I mean, it seems like a ton of maturity in what happened. So what happened? How did you get? I think for myself, first and foremost, is prayer. <laughs> um, and also, when we first got married, there were some non-negotiables established. There are some non-negotiables, meaning... Um, our connection with God is for first and foremost, and second is family. Our, well, our marriage, and then of course our children. So non-negotiable with working that many hours, along with and to be honest with you, me myself, I wasn't okay with the nanny. So of course, I mean, I was in a very high-profile role, and you hear a lot of the women tell me it, that you know what, if you you know if you can't do it, just pay for it. Yeah, but. I did not want. Um, and I had to be okay with me saying, you know what, I want something different for me. Um, it was tough for me to walk away from it, but I also realized that I had enough resiliency within myself to know that this is not how my life is going to end. This is just a season. Like life, your life has a season and be okay with the season that you're in. Okay. So understanding that you're going to have times where you're going to have to step back. You're going to have to do your thing. You're going to have times where you're going to have to do your thing as a mom, do your thing as a wife. Hey guys, back in 2016, me and the team decided to formalize Dreamcatchers as an organization to help people achieve their wildest dreams. If this is you, please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com in order to find out the details of our services and how we can help you become a Dreamcatcher. Talk to you soon. Now my kids, they're in school. You know, um, they're a lot more um, independent than where I was at that time. Um, I don't regret anything about staying at home at all. Um, I, I don't. I mean, we were still able to travel. We love to travel. My family travels a lot right now. We were still able to travel then. It was just that time for me to step back and say, okay, the non-negotiables for one is family first. Um, and then on top of that, and when I say family first, like I said, we were also behind the scenes developing a, an insurance agency that I benefit, I benefit from too. And then ultimately, ultimately my, my children, my legacy, I always say I live for my legacy. My legacy was going to be able to benefit from that. Not to say that my children wouldn't been able to benefit from the checks that I receive, but we've always preached to them financial freedom on your own. That way, when, when you own your own, you can create your own. You set the rules. You set the tone. So even though I was working, and this is not a shot at anybody that's working, because hands down, um, you have to work to supplement at times. But we've always pushed that. So, so that the business, non-negotiable. You gotta, we, ha we had to be on the same page. So I stepped back. But I went back in 2000. Nice. I went back into corporate. I went back into corporate America in 2016. Again, at this point, they're much more independent. Um, the business was doing very well, but we wanted to take our financial situation to a much different place. No issues. It was just 
Now we wanted to be totally out of debt. And we wanted to be out of debt because we were ready to make some power moves from a business perspective. So I went back to work. Um, I went back to work. Um, we were able to get a lot of things accomplished during that time. We were able to get out of debt, um, thankfully. Um, the business continued to grow and I had every intentions on staying. But at the time, the business grew to the point where, again, I had to step back and say, what's the priority? And the priority was the business. So I needed to step out of corporate America again and go dive into the business. Everything that I've learned along the way has been to dive into the business. Okay. Um, so now I'm taking my management, my leadership, my coaching, my supply chain experience, my operations experience, my process development experience, and now I'm putting it into my own business. Um, very grateful for all those opportunities. Um, and that's what I've been doing. Nice. And so what's this new venture I hear about? What's the latest? What are you so doing this now? new venture, CA Crooks and Company, I launched it last Tuesday. However, I've been doing it for some time. I just had never put an actual name or a brand behind it. But CA Crooks and Company is my own, very own business. Um, and this is me taking control over what uh, um, I've learned and experiences that I've had and now offering it to other small business owners. Like I said, my husband and I have owned multiple business, multiple different businesses. We see the highs, we've seen the lows, we've seen how to get out of some really intense situations where it's just like, dude, where's the mortgage coming from? How am I gonna get gas tomorrow? I mean, every entrepreneur has experienced it, whether they say it or not, that has happened and it's happened to us. But it's, I'm taking all of the experiences that I have and now I wanna give it back to small business owners. Um, through coaching, I have a training site that has a lot of um, training resources, videos, a lot of information that you can use. Um, and like I said, making myself available as well for executive coaching. A lot of times, and I've, I've personally have felt this, looking for someone to you know, talk to or pick their brain. A lot of times they're asking you for $1,100, $1,200, $1,300, and are unreachable. But for the small business owner who's trying to take that idea and they have that passion, like I said, to want to leave something for their family, I want to be able to help those small business owners. In addition to, I do offer um, operations manufacturing um, coaching as well. Um, that is something that I'm like, I'm extremely passionate about. Um, I told you type A, I like this to happen and this, I like building processes. I like, I, I was in Starbucks yesterday and it drove me crazy because I've seen people stand back with their hands on their hips. And I'm like, well, if you got your hands on your hips, you might not need to be here. We got to find you something to do. But, <laughs> but I just look at every situation. I'm looking for losses. I'm looking for cost savings, even in Starbucks when I'm trying to get me a vanilla latte. So that is what I'm bringing. Um, with CA Crooks and Company um, with the launch that I had last week. So I'm excited about it. So are you Six Sigma certified? Not yet, but okay. it's coming. What are you doing? What level? What belt? Green. Nice. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the family in advance. 
Thank you. Um, so tell me, what are the three biggest lessons you've learned over these past, I don't know how far you want to go back. You can go back before college. You can go from your working career. Tell me the top three lessons. Top three lessons. I think the first thing I kind of talked, I touched on it at first is know that it's okay to reprioritize. Um, we all go into this with a plan of action and that when that plan goes off track, we kind of beat ourselves up to say, oh, I'm a failure or I'm not successful. That's not the case. It's just that your plan, that's the right word. You just may need to reprioritize or you may need to step back and look at, okay, how can I get this accomplished now that I have these new variables in front of me? Um, because life changes. Um, it's not life if it's not changing. <laughs> you're not succeeding if you're, if you're not having to adjust. Um, uh, and you have to learn, I, and I put this out there not too long ago on my page, you have to learn how to thrive in uncertainty. You really have to learn how to thrive in uncertainty. That's the difference between a business owner and an employee, is that business owner is always uncertain. <laughs> They're always nervous but they take action. So first thing is be okay with reprioritizing. And I guess the second thing was learning how to thrive in uncertainty. Um, take action at all times, even when you're nervous. Um, and then the other part of it is own it, own it. Um, I told you it took me a while to pull this, to pull CA Crooks and company together but I had a girlfriend tell me um, she's like you know what why haven't you done this by now because I coach people all the time and I'm like you know what I don't know and I'm like maybe I'm fearful but she's like stop it and own it own every bit of everything that you know own your passions own it and when you actually begin to own it you can be able to make the right adjustment so that you can continue to succeed so own where you are, everything, even to the point when I said I was at home, I, I also had to own that moment. I own the fact that, yep, I'm not in corporate America anymore. I wasn't. So either I can make a choice to be sad and disgruntled or whatever the feelings were, or I can own that moment and say, you know what, let me figure out what else I can do. And I did. I mean, even with staying at home with my kids, I am an engineer. So me and my kids are at home creating the best catapults and we're talking about lessons about trajectory. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? My kids now, they, I mean, they can go in school right now and kill any science lesson for any teacher, but owning that moment and accepting who you are and enjoying who you are and accepting who you are is definitely, um, is yeah, it's definitely something that you have to be able to do. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So what gift are you giving the world? What gift am I giving the world? I would say this time around, I'm giving the world, I know it sounds very cliche, um, all of me. Um, I talked a little bit about owning it. It's taken me a while to own my ish. I'm going to say ish. Um but accepting who I am and accepting what I know and my experiences, flaws and all, and giving the world all of me. So all of my passions, meaning I talked about small business owners, 
you know, working through working through the difficult times, you know, um, sharing with people that, you know what, there are times where, you know what, yeah, you may have to figure out where you're going to get your gas money from. <laughs> but guess what? That's not the end. That's not the end story. That's just a part of the grind. That's a part of the hustle. That's the part that you're going to be able to work through and be able to help somebody else. Um, I love helping people and I'm passionate about it. Um, so being able to help other people, I love watching other people grow. I love watching people be successful. So when Berryman said, hey, you know, join this podcast, and I'm like, okay. And I looked up a little bit about the, the podcast and, you know, what it is that you all are doing, which I think is awesome. In my mind, I'm starting to think, who else can I get, you know, to join your team to be able to come to the retreat it's like oh the powwow i'm sorry wrong lingo <laughs> but i love to see that i love to see people grinding it out hustling and making their dreams come true so i'm giving i'm giving all of me all right so what dream are you most focused on catching that what dream am i most focused on next catching next yeah because, I mean, you've done so much, like, and you're still doing a lot of the things that you already started, but what's the focus on right now? Focus right now is to tap into as many small businesses as I can to help them to be, to be able to be successful, honestly. Um, I really, really have a strong passion for helping other people. Um, I look at one of the most recent businesses that I've helped. I mean, it started off as an idea, hey, I like to babysit. But now she has multiple babysitters working for her. <laughs> and it put her in a space where she doesn't have to do it as much. And just, and like just helping people to be able to see outside of their box mm -hmm. and what they believe their potential is. And now, I mean, she's booking children, nanny, overnight, everything. So like I said, tapping, utilizing that level of expertise to be able to help many more small businesses to be able to grow, especially much smaller businesses. You know, um, we, you have smaller businesses, you know, that have already been established, but I really want to help people to get their businesses off the ground. Love it. So I guess I got two, maybe three more questions, Cicely. Um, what are you most grateful for? Hmm, that's a loaded question. Come on now. Don't have me crying on here. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, you got to pick one. It's just one? What you're most grateful for? I'm grateful to God. I am. Um, I believe through all of the transitions and all of the places and the things I've seen and done in my life, I will definitely be, it will definitely have to be being remaining grounded in God. You have to have a standard to live by. You have to be rooted in something because if you're not rooted in anything, you're willing to sway in so many different places and, and, and end up lost. Um, Cause I've gone through a lot of different changes, but it's by the grace of God. I'm telling you, I'm very grateful to God for putting me in this position, have lived through the things that I've lived through to be able to offer that to the world. Um, and then, of course, of course, I'm grateful to my husband. <laughs> Are you going to slide him in? Nice save. It's like naked. Nice save. But I mean, you're consistent though, right? You're, you're, you're extremely consistent. You say family first, right? And then, so it always comes back to the marriage. Um, so the last question is if, you know, we're right at an hour, a little less than an hour. If people don't get anything from the time 
that we spend, if they were paying attention to their phone or looking out the window and kind of zoned out, what is the one thing you want them to take away from this conversation? The one thing I would want them to take away from this conversation is to be accepting of who you are and your talents, even the challenges that you face and the opportunities that you face in your path that make you who you are, being accepting of that and owning every bit of it. And when I say owning every bit of it, is recognizing that is who you were made to be and use that to share with others. We weren't brought on this earth just to keep all of that to ourselves. We were brought on this earth to be able to help other people, to be able to see other people through and be successful. Own, own it, but be willing and able to share with other people. When you know something and you don't share it, you're being a disservice. Um, but definitely being able to put yourself in a position to be open enough um, to be able to be approachable is definitely a space that the world needs right now more than anything. Um, but just own it. Own who you are. Be accepting of who you are. Cicely, I'm so grateful to have met you. Um, this was amazing. I really appreciate you sharing your story with the listeners. And... I just can't wait to see what CA Crooks and I want to make sure I get it right. CA Crooks and company and company. I wanted to say associates and company um, grows into. I think there is a need for what you're offering in the marketplace, and I think it's going to be an opportunity for you to have real impact in the world. So, kudos to you. I love that you've, you know, just collected so many tools along the way and used them in whatever situation you were in. I think so many people think that they throw away the tools if they're not actually doing that job anymore. But many of this stuff is, or much of this stuff is applicable across whatever industry you're in. I think they call them transferable skills. So with that, I'll wrap it by saying, hey, if you made it to this point in the podcast, you must be enjoying it. So do us a favor subscribe, give us a rating and review. And with that, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Cicely. If you want to learn more about Dreamcatchers, please visit the website at dreamsgivereal.com. If you can think of someone who would benefit from these types of opportunities and are willing to share what we're doing with them, we would greatly appreciate it.